Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome back to another episode of UAP. It is Stephen Diener right here on this uh, special episode. I didn't have this one planned, actually, but I wanted to come on here before the long 4th of July holiday. Today is June 30th, uh, Friday before the 4th of July holiday as I record this. And um, I just wanted to come on and kind of give some reactions, some thoughts, a lot of thoughts and uh, comments, reactions that have come across over the past few days since the release of my interview with Michael Herrera. And a lot of stuff that was on my mind that I thought might be good to kind of get out in the open before the long holidays. So just kind of jump on here today impromptu to talk to you about all of that, really, in this uh, special edition, I guess you could say bonus episode of UAP. That's I just uh, quickly discuss all of this with you. But, you know, one of the things that... Actually, I have kind of like a whole thing of notes here right now, but... One thing I wanted to mention, just something that was in the news recently, is these whistleblowers that Marco Rubio was mentioning. Now, if you haven't heard the interview I did with Michael Herrera, let me just stop myself real quick and say um, you should listen to that first before listening to this because this is not going to make any sense. This is going to be completely out of context for you, and I, I don't want that to happen. So if you haven't heard the interview with Michael Herrera, I highly suggest you do that. Otherwise, you are not going to be able to follow what I'm saying here and is way too much for me to review uh, as I go on here. So I'm talking as if you've heard the interview. Just going to put that out there right now. One thing that Michael Herrera talked about uh, when we spoke a few days ago when this interview first came out was he said that he has spoken to Marco Rubio, of course, senator from Florida. And he says that, you know, he's had this conver- these conversations with him. He's talked about some of the stuff that he spoke about with me. Uh, you know, how everything that he saw. Now, it was interesting to see Marco Rubio come out a few days ago, around the time, actually, that Michael Herrera and myself spoke. And Marco Rubio, in his interview, was saying that he has spoken to a lot of high-level whistleblowers, including Michael Herrera, and said that he finds them all very credible and believable, and they need to look into these things more. And now they're talking about even having open hearings open hearings on the congressional floor and maybe even on the Senate floor to have whistleblowers like Mike or David Grush or anybody else who hasn't even come out into the public yet. You know, people like David Grush and Michael Herrera are two big names that have come out in the public. And, you know, now, unfortunately, they're, they kind of have to pay the price of their personal life as their personal life gets disturbed by these companies who continue to try to intimidate them and their families. It's really a shame that's the way things go, but it is. That's the way things are right now, and that's what we're trying to change by talking to people like Mike Herrera. And I would love to talk to David Grush as well. You know, just just any way that it can help out here to move this forward is what I'm trying to do. And I do plan on speaking with um, more participants from the Disclosure Project 
here in the coming weeks. Uh, a couple of them have reached out to me, and I plan on doing that as well as possibly Dr. Stephen Greer in the near future, too. So I'll keep you updated on all that, you know, as, as things move on and uh, try to come back next week after the, after the long holiday weekend to update you on all these things on, an, you know, another episode of UAP Weekly. But it was and it has been very interesting to see how all this has developed when it comes to Marco Rubio speaking about these credible whistleblowers, when it comes to the talk of having open whistleblower hearings concerning, you know, UAPs and alien technology and these private companies using this, you know, what we call now non-human intelligence, right? NHI, if you see that abbreviation, that's what it's talking about, non-human intelligence. If you see these companies, you know, if they do have these these technologies that they've reverse engineered from alien technology, keeping it to themselves, like we've been talking about, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, Congress wants to get out into the open. So it would be very interesting. I am hearing that they are going to have these open hearings, possibly one in Florida, actually. So if that's the case, you know I'll be there. And also one in Washington, D.C., which I would also try to go to. So again, a lot of things to keep you updated on. But those are some of the things that I found uh, intriguing to hear in just a few days since I've had this interview with Michael Herrera. Um one thing that you know people kind of keep floating out there is, are we going to get some type of really big disclosure soon? And I will caution you at this, and I, I want to I make this clear, and hopefully you have picked up on this by now in almost the two years that I've been doing this, this show here, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Hopefully you've picked up on the fact that I don't like to exaggerate the situation. I want to get across to you whether it's just, you know, regular UAP where I'm getting in the story across to you and giving you the details of the different stories that have happened throughout the decades or whether it's UAP Weekly. One way or the other, I want to give you what's happening. I want to talk to the people so they can tell you what's happening. One thing that I never want to do and I never plan on doing is exaggerating. I don't want to exaggerate the situation. I don't feel like the situation needs exaggerating because it's fantastical enough to be talking about these things out in the open now the way that we are, to have the whistleblowers out that, that are out now in, you know, in the public. So I don't need to exaggerate the situation, but the reason why I say that is you have a lot of different accounts, different people, different shows on social media without mentioning anybody. I'm not here to call anybody out, but I'm here to caution you and just don't take everything with, uh, you know, a full heart. I guess, I guess, Take everything you read on social media when it comes to disclosure, take that with a grain of salt because you have a lot of different accounts, people's, you know, uh, shows, whatever, coming out saying, well, you know, we, we, I'm hearing that we're going to have major disclosure in the next 15 days. 15 days it's going to happen. Stay tuned. And it's like, all right, do we really need to keep doing that? No one actually knows when this is coming. I want to put that out there now, whether it's, you know, whoever. No one, the people who do know, the high-level people who might have an inclination of a timeline, they're not going to say anything, but even they don't know for sure, which is why they put a six-month timeline to these companies who you know, allegedly have this reverse-engineered alien technology because they don't know if they're going to actually come out and say, yeah, we have this technology. They don't know if that's going to happen within six months. So please just want to tell you, I'm never going to exaggerate the situation and I don't want you falling for anybody else who exaggerates a situation on social media because I see it so many times. Oh, this weekend we could hear disclosure. Oh, this weekend, keep your eyes out. It's like, 
All right, just just calm down. All right, just take that stuff with a grain of salt. That's all I wanted to say, to say there. But, you know, I mentioned the six months. What happens after six months? And it's interesting because I asked Michael Herrera that question. And he was... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to approach this. Again, remember, I don't exaggerate. But there were things that I was told off the air in confidence that I cannot say right now uh, for Michael's protection. For a couple of... There, there were, uh, just straight up with you, there were things that Michael Herrera told me um, outside of our interview that were not said and could not be said in our interview. And I kind of feel uncomfortable even saying that right now, but I want to let you know that is the case. And when we talk about this six-month period of, well, what will happen if, say, and I'm just going to throw a name out there. I, I'm not alleging this is the company. These are just the names that I've heard. What if, you know, Lockheed Martin or Raytheon, because those are the two big names that I always hear when it comes to companies that might have this reverse-engineered alien technology that, that they're using for their own purposes. And I'm sure you've heard those names as well. You know, maybe a Northrop Grumman. I don't know. But those are the names that come across to me. Those are the names that, that, that I always hear. And, you know, when we talk about, well, what happens, hypothetically speaking, after six months, if they don't follow that timeline that the Senate Intelligence Committee put out there that says, you need to tell us what you have, well, what happens if they don't tell you? And uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to, how to put this. There might be, there might be uncomfortable things that happens after six months. So just... Without exaggerating, without kind of putting anything out there, just kind of keep your eyes peeled. I know I just said not, you know, to take all of this stuff with a grain of salt, and here I am saying exactly, you know, what I said not to pay attention to, but I'm just letting you know some different things that I've heard, that I've been told, that, you know, just, just if they don't follow the six-month time period, things could get ugly, you know, that's, that's all I'm trying to say. You know, could there be some type of possibility for a false flag operation in the future if things don't line up after six months? I don't know. Just saying, you know, these are things to, to keep in mind. And um, I'm sorry to be so vague. I swear it's not intentional. I'm not trying to hype up the situation by any means. It's just I don't want to betray any confidences that have been put in me. So, But I also want to let you know that there, was, there were different things that, you know, outside of the interview that were um, brought to my attention. So I wanted to be fair and try to tell you as much as I could without actually really saying anything. So I know that's frustrating. I apologize. But that's, um, well, that's that. But they are serious about this six-month timeline. What happens after that, I guess, remains to be seen. Maybe we'll actually get disclosure within the next six months. That would be nice. Or at least something happens behind the scenes. I'll even take that. Because then, you know, at least it would come out into the public at some point And you could avoid any type of, you know conflicts with anybody so we'll just we'll see what happens you know i'm always going to keep you updated here on uap but one thing i wanted to get to really that that's been on my mind is you know some claims that were made by michael herrera involving some of this technology right we talked about um for lack of a better term i guess alien robots is really kind of what they are we talked about the you know the cattle mutilations being used harvesting their DNA and their parts to be used in creating these, you know, lifelike aliens to fool people. They look like greys. They look like reptilians. 
and that these you know clandestine companies are are using this technology for that purpose. Now, one alternative to that, because obviously I wanted to let Michael Herrera tell his his story to tell you know what he has heard. That was the point of the interview. I'm not going to come on here and, and say, oh, well, you're wrong. That's never what I'm going to do. I don't think you've ever heard me say anything about like that before on this show. And so, like, I mean, my thing has always been, as you know, it's up to you. So that's why I wanted to put out some alternative ideas to what Michael Herrera was talking about, because they kind of talk about, um, and this, this comes, I think, also from Dr. Stephen Greer, that the alien race or alien races, there's, you know, multiple, if, if you believe some of these uh, claims, that they are peaceful as a whole, that they are not trying to invade Earth, they're not trying to wipe out the human race, they're not trying to enslave the human race or anything like that, that they just want to help us, they want to help us evolve into, you know, higher life forms like themselves. That's one side of it. That's Dr. Stephen Greer. That's Michael Herrera. That anything you see that's bad coming from, you know, an alien race wouldn't necessarily be them, but more than likely be um, these, you know, droids, so to speak. These, these robots made to look like alien beings. Now, some alternate theories to that would be, though, any type of abduction story if it's not man-made, would be, you know, maybe it is greys. Maybe it is reptilians. I mean, how many abduction stories have we heard, even from going back to an episode way back when, about the mantis people, or the mantis aliens, I should say, over by um, the Catalina Islands off of the coast of California. So, you know, it it's a slippery slope when you try to decipher What's what? Because in the end, and this is the only thing I'll say is as far as, you know, putting out, you know, a hardcore opinion. In the end, I don't really think anyone knows for sure what is happening. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that to put anybody down. But when we speak in absolutes like this is good and this is bad. Well, how can we really know for sure? That's that's my point of it. So. Not that I'm questioning the claims of Michael Herrera by any means, but what I'm saying is that maybe there's definitely other possibilities out there to consider, and I think even he would agree with that. Are we working together? Do we go back to the old story with President Eisenhower, the old claim that he met with the Greys, that he met with the Nordics, and he came to an agreement with the Greys about you know using their technology, if they can do some type of studies on humans and things like that. So are we working together with alien races? We've heard many stories like that, whether it was Dulce Base or, you know, any type of, you know, Valiant Thor, you know, coming to Earth and coming to the Pentagon and trying to bring peace and technology to the Earth. And then they said, no, thanks. See you later under the uh, Nixon administration, I believe it was. So... You know, all these different things, or it might have been Truman, I forget. But anyway, so all these different things of, well, is it this or is it that? And that's why I don't want the waters to get too muddy because they're muddy enough. And to try to decipher back and forth which one is true, which one is which, that's why I don't really like working absolutes. I think it's important to consider each side and all of the, all the stories and all the opinions and all the theories. And somewhere in the middle, I believe, is where we're going to end up finding the truth somewhere in that, you know, middle area. And hopefully 
you know, we can find that out sooner than later. But, you know, it doesn't mean this person is wrong and that person is wrong. Both sides, both parties can be right about different things. And there's just that mixture. So I just wanted to put that out there that, you know, maybe they're not all good. Maybe they are. Maybe humans are working with aliens. Maybe they aren't. I think that the point is that we don't really know for sure. So we should keep our minds open to the possibilities. That's that's the message I wanted to get across, um, you know, kind of follow up from this conversation that we had with Michael Herrera just a few days ago, which, by the way, has gone a lot, has gone all over the place. So thank you for um, taking to that episode the way that you have. Uh, a lot of people have found it very fascinating. Um, Michael, I know, reached out to me himself and said that he thought it turned out great. And a lot of the guys from the Disclosure Project, uh, they've spoken about it. So, you know, I, I appreciate everybody taking to that the way that they did. I'm, I'm glad that I was able to do it. And hopefully, cons- you know, these conversations continue to happen in the future. But, well, you know, it's funny. One of the other things, all these different theories that, again, just to keep an open mind, are aliens humans from another universe, an alternate universe, right? That that theory is thrown out there. Are they even aliens at all, or are they us from the future? That's something I've thought about, and I've even mentioned before here on the show. What about ancient aliens, right? The ancient astronaut theory, as they like to call it. Wouldn't that that now that's not going to be man-made, right? So any type of ancient alien, you know, the pyramids or you know Puma Punku or any. Any type of ancient civilization, Atlantis, right? Anything like that that we talk about where they would supposedly have some type of higher intelligence. We've spoken a lot about these ancient civilizations. The Mayans, the Incas. Would that be man-made technology? I wouldn't think so. Not unless somebody was able to give them that technology at that point in time thousands of years ago. So if we are to go with a theory of, well, everything we're seeing now would be, you know, man-made technology from reverse engineered down craft that had been crashing here since, let's just say the 40s, going back to Roswell. Let's just, let's just use that as, as a starting point for now. Then how do we explain all of the other claims from ancient times? So again, I just, I wanted to to paint the whole picture. You know, the conversation was important to have with Michael Herrera. Absolutely. To get those ideas out there, to get those those claims out there. Super important to do that. But I think it's important also to put it all together and have this entire picture. You know, have they been here the whole time? Are they under are they coming from underwater? You know, do they you know, we always talk about uh, unidentified submerged objects, USOs. Are they coming from underwater? underwater some of these alien races do they live there is that a thing you know there's so many claims about seeing ufos over the water coming out of the water even going back to the nimitz in 2004 you know the the famous oh splash it went down to the water so you know with with obviously that tic-tac ufo that was seen so just saying again putting all this together kind of putting it all you know on the same spectrum so to speak just to consider all of the options because these were some of the things that were on my mind and this was, you know, in some of the feedback that I was getting from the episode with people saying, well, it's this or it's that. And that's what kind of made me think, you know what, maybe I should come on today and just kind of further the conversation and say, OK, I get it. Like it could be this or it could be that. So I think that's why it was important to come on here today and just mention some of these things in in relation to everything that Michael Herrera and I spoke about 
during that during that interview. Again, just looking at the whole picture. That's all, you know. And even looking at somebody like David Grush, because just just real quick here, I'll say before I finish up, you know, he he was someone that Michael Herrera mentioned in our interview where he said, you know, David Grush is legit, but the stuff he's saying about you know aliens killing people—that's the stuff you have to watch out for. Those are sensationalized things. So even going back and forth with two high-level whistleblowers, you have two people telling you the same thing as far as, yes, these companies are behind the scenes. Yes, these companies are using this technology. They did get it from down UFO craft. They do have alien bodies. This is real. This is really happening, and it's being hidden from the public. It's being hidden from congressional oversight and everybody. And this is why we want to speak up because they're hoarding this technology and they're, the world could be so much, a such better place. We could have renewable you know, energy, the kind of the vision that Tesla had, free energy, renewable energy, you know, no more uh, fossil fuels, uh, no more poverty, no more starvation. You know, a, a utopia in a sense that we've always imagined is achievable through these technologies that both Michael Herrera and David Grush are speaking about. That's why it was so important to do the disclosure conference from Dr. Stephen Greer and to talk about these things and why we're trying to get this stuff out in the open. You know, why I've been talking to people like Derek Garcia and Paige Fox, these, you know, attorneys who are involved trying to get all this stuff out in the open and out to the public. So that's it's to think about what this world could be with this technology is incredible i mean it's almost unfathomable but that's why i'm saying you have two high-level whistleblowers in herrera and grush both talking about these things but there's only that one spot where they differ good aliens versus bad aliens and so i don't want you know sides getting sides so to speak we shouldn't be on sides everybody should be on the same side in this discussion which is disclosure and, and having these things come out for the good of mankind. That's the side that we should be on. You know, getting lost in the, in the minutia, the fine details of things. Not to say that, you know, whether or not aliens want to destroy the planet Earth is a small detail. But to get lost in, in the details of these things shouldn't be what we're focusing on. You got to focus on the big picture. And also at the same time, just keep your mind open to all these options and all these possibilities without alienating each other. Right? I mean, I don't think that's too much to ask. So I just felt like um, that was something that I wanted to kind of get off my chest. I felt it was important to get off my chest today just from all the reaction and the thoughts uh, that I was seeing coming my way and even things that were coming into my own head over the past few days, seeing some of the uh, you know reactions from this interview. I will finish off with this. I asked Michael Herrera after our interview, I, I texted him. And I said, you know, there was one thing that I wanted to ask you that I wanted to follow up on, and I didn't get to put it out there. And I asked him if he could reply to me so I could refer back to it on the show next time I was able to come on. And he did. He sent me a voice message. And the question I asked, because if you remember, of course, the big claim that these companies are using this alien technology for nefarious purposes, such as human trafficking, that Michael Herrera you know, claims to have been um, a witness to this 300-foot-in-diameter craft where he said they were putting something on there, and then he was told later that it was actually humans being put on this craft as part of a clandestine human trafficking operation. And one thing that I forgot to ask him was this, and I texted, it, I texted this to him. I'll read it word for word. I said, 
There was one question that I didn't get to ask you that is sticking in my brain. Why does the trafficking take place? Is it just as simple as money and power? Or is there something else at play, such as medical experimentation for nefarious purposes? And then I said, if you can answer here, I'll just refer to it in another episode. And he did answer. I have the voice message here. Here's what Michael Herrera had to say about that. Well, I do know the whole thing with Epstein and human trafficking, especially sex trafficking, which I'm not sure this has anything to do with the sex trafficking. But I do know that that is their biggest revenue generator besides illegal weapons sales and drugs. So it could be a combination of both. But I know for a fact that it's... it's um, it's one of the biggest money revenue generators as well as the fact that experimentation is going to lead to other things that they know how to utilize. So I want to follow up on where he says, you know, experimentation can use uh, lead to other things that they know how to utilize. And I'm, I'm not putting words in his mouth by any means. This is my own thought. So I don't want to connect this to what he was saying. Um, this isn't something I've been told. This is just my own presumption here from from the conversations that we've had. When it comes to medical experimentation, you hear about in abductions. How many times have we talked about, you know, these these quote unquote aliens taking um, or, or doing experiments on the reproductive organs of people? So could it be possible that let's just go with the theory that these are man-made abductions with, you know, robotic aliens, androids, if you even want to call them some type of droids. If that's happening and they are doing these medical experimentations on humans, could it be for purposes of some type of cloning, some type of cloning of organs, a black market type thing? Could it be for, of course, besides the obvious with when it comes to human trafficking, like you, you, know, you heard him mention there, but could it also be for when it comes to the experimentation side, creating some type of hybrid race? We've talked about that before. The witnesses who say that they have these hybrid babies, that they've met their hybrid babies from these aliens who have abducted them. I mean, these claims are out there. So if it's possible that people are being abducted by aliens, that they are being experimented on, that they are being, or that they have seen, you know, these these hybrid human-alien hybrid children, could it be that it's us? What if it isn't, you know, uh, some race of alien, greys, reptilians, what have you, Whoever it may be, what if it is some of these high-powered companies who are doing medical experimentation on so-called alien abductions just to create some type of hybrid race or some type of super race? Who knows? Or some type of, you know, private army. Maybe this is a cloning thing. I know I'm you know, starting to sound like Star Wars here with the clone army, and that's not what I'm trying to do. But you, you have to ask these questions. If you're going to connect the dots when it comes to alien abduction, human experimentation, and alien-human hybrid claims, if it's not aliens, and if we do go with the theory that this is a man-made thing and that aliens wouldn't do this to us because they're peaceful, then you have to ask these questions. Why would they be doing it? What's going on behind the scenes beside, besides, of course, the obvious um, you know, business, so to speak, disgusting things that happen with human trafficking, evil things that take place there. Is there something else more nefarious or evil happening that we haven't even been able to comprehend or think of? Just putting the questions out there. I hate to end on such a serious note, but 
That's all I wanted to say here today. I just wanted to follow up on all of those things, on the conversation that was had between myself and Michael Herrera, Herrera and what you heard. And I'm sure, like I said, a lot of the comments that I had been getting, um, you know, people who had heard the interview and things like that. So just wanted to put those ideas out there, kind of set the table and put out all the plates instead of just one for everybody to consider. But that'll do it for now. Thank you so much for listening to everything, all the episodes this one, anything that's uh, consumed in the past, I appreciate you all so much for taking to the show the way that you have. It really means the world to me. Stephen Diener right here, UAP, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. I will talk to you again soon on a new episode of UAP Weekly and episode 71 of UAP. I promise that's going to come soon as well. Until then, be well. <laughs>